Gender Pretenders Destroying Authenticity and Liberty. In the past three days, Twitter has suspended the accounts of the well-known satirical website Babylon B and of Division I swimmer Reka Georgi. What Georgi and Babylon B share in common is a willingness to criticize the alchemical superstitions of the trans cult. Babylon B mocked USA Today for giving the Woman of the Year Award to Assistant Secretary of Health at the Department of Health and Human Services, Dr. Richard Leland Levine, alias Rachel Levine, who is a man. In response to USA Today's insulting award, Babylon B tweeted that it had awarded Levine its Man of the Year Award. Twitter suspended Babylon B's account for alleged hateful conduct, a suspension that will be lifted only when Babylon B deletes the tweet. And the left claims they hate censorship. Former Olympic swimmer and current Virginia Tech swimmer Reka Georgi sent a letter to the NCAA and tweeted about the injustice of having to compete against a biological male, also known as a man, which cost Georgi a chance to swim the 500 free in the NCAA finals. Georgi tweeted, quote, My final spot was stolen by Leah Thomas, who is a biological male. Until we all refuse to compete, nothing will change. Thanks for all the support, retweets, and follows. I won't stop fighting, end quote. Christians should stand publicly with those who are leading the way on this transgressive nonsense, like Reka Georgi Babylon B., and a mother and a father of a current NCAA female swimmer who agreed to be interviewed by Fox News. If you go to this article online, you can watch that short video in which they winsomely discuss the injustice of women having to compete against a man. Princeton University law professor Robert P. George recently urged those who reject the assumptions on which the trans ideology is built to live with integrity. He wrote, quote, When you're pressed to state or list your pronouns, you're being asked to sign up for a practice with certain ideological presuppositions. It is not and cannot be a simple matter of politesse. If you believe in the ideology and don't mind being pressed to express your loyalty to its tenets, then by all means be my guest. But if you don't believe it, or if you believe it, but object as a matter of principle to being pressured to make public affirmations of beliefs, then stand by your principles and don't sign on to the practice. The key things, either way, are to recognize what's going on and have the integrity and courage to stick to your principles, end quote. The courage of these parents raises the question, why aren't all Christian parents of high school and collegiate athletes saying publicly what these parents said. There are two reasons that account for the refusal of so many Christians to speak truth. First, many Christians refuse to stand for truth in the public square unless they are guaranteed that doing so will be cost-free. But that is not what Christ promises those who follow him. He promises that the Christian walk will be costly. He promises that Christians will be mocked and hated, just as he was. While Christians claim to admire men and women who have stood boldly and suffered grievously for the faith, even to the point of martyrdom, 
Many Christians teach their children by example to flee from even the mildest form of persecution. Say and do nothing that will tarnish a reputation, cost a job promotion, or lose a friend. According to the leftist, whose truth crowd? There is no objective truth. Oh, except every moral belief they hold. Those beliefs, the source of which is their reservoir of deep feelings, are absolute, objective, transcendent, eternal truths, disagreement with which leftists believe should cost you your reputation and your ability to earn a living and friendships. In a sermon series on Romans and preached over 50 years ago, Pastor Martin Lloyd-Jones identified the second reason for Christian silence in the face of evil, a problem that has only grown since he preached about it. Quote, Christian people are mistaking natural qualities, niceness, a cultural veneer, or politeness for true Christian grace. How often today is affability mistaken for saintliness? What a gracious man he is, they say. What they really mean is this. He never criticizes and he agrees with everybody and everything. I know of nothing more dangerous than that. Affability is not saintliness. We are now judging only by our own subjective feelings, by our impressions and reactions. Is there anything so dangerous? End quote. Real love, as opposed to some saccharine, ever-affirming substitute, requires first knowing what is true. The danger of judging only by our own subjective feelings is nowhere more obvious than in the trans cult. Trans activists, enthralled to the delusional and dangerous idea that authentic identity is constituted solely by each person's subjective feelings, are destroying lives and necessary institutions and conventions. Will Thomas, alias Leah, has likely been convinced by the trans cult that what he's doing is brave and important. He's likely been convinced that he will go down in history as a much-beloved hero, the Rosa Parks of the trans rights movement. Someone should tell Thomas that trans cultists don't care about him. They don't care about anyone or anything other than their narcissistic, solipsistic, perverse desires. They don't care that Thomas will lose most of his swimming buddies because men know that he is stealing places and records from women. Trans cultists don't care about the sad life Thomas will lead going forward. They don't care about the young women who will not want to date a cross-dressing man. They don't care about all the young women who, after spending a decade or more swimming four hours a day all year long, had this year of collegiate swimming ruined. They don't care about the feelings of all the women whose locker rooms were invaded by a man who openly undressed in front of them this swim season. And trans cultists certainly don't care about Will Thomas's eternal life. While authenticity for Thomas and Levine centers on their disordered subjective desires and rejecting objective biological reality, for other people, Authenticity centers on biological reality and biblical truth, including the importance of not bearing false witness. For those people, denying God's creation of males and females and bearing false witness by using false pronouns are acts of rebellion against God. For those people, such dishonorable acts are profoundly harmful and unloving acts.
Those who claim to revere diversity, equity, inclusivity, tolerance, freedom, and authenticity should be first in line to defend the right of conservative Christians to live authentically Christian lives. The transgender house is built on a sandy foundation of faulty assumptions, delusions, biased pseudoscience, and bald-faced lies, all of which are propped up by buckets of ducats from the likes of the Pritzker family, the Stryker family, Tim Gill and Martine Rothblatt, and by the suppression of speech. It's an ugly, evil project that is destroying bodies, minds, souls, families, churches, schools, the practice of medicine, institutions related to lawmaking, speech rights, and religious liberty. Who could possibly be behind a project of such scope and enormity?